Hey there, I'm Ashley Bullington, and this is the fifth quarter. It's our Friday night wrap-up show of the Thursday and Friday of high school football around the Houston area. It was an exciting night. Week one is finally here. We're going to kick this thing off with Dickinson versus George Ranch. Dickinson ended up rolling over George Ranch, 51-14, but had a back and forth between the two as these teams got going. It looked like it was going to be a close game in that first half. QB Welch scored the first touchdown for the Gators. They would go back and forth for a while, and then the Gators would go off in the second half to score another one, two, three, to score multiple touchdowns. The final once again, 51 to 14 for the Gators. They're up in DFW playing the Allen Eagles next week out in Allen, Texas. The next game we want to touch on, Man's, Manville beats Clear Lake 36-14 in their opener tonight. Zion Jonkins had two touchdowns. It was a good showing from Manville. We have another game that we just had come in. Actually, let me look at the score. It is Hightower versus Travis. It looked like they were going to have a tight game, and it was a tight game all the way through until the last two minutes Travis or Hightower thought they were going to have this game but Travis came back and scored one 35 to 34 in that game that was a really really good game um, you know the Houston area of football is a fantastic one last night we had a huge upset which we will talk about later in tonight's show with Matt Harris we also have another big game tonight that we are going to talk about with our Chevrolet Inside High School Sports producer Robert Sheik, who will be calling me here in just a minute. Um, but, you know, it's another year of football down in the Houston area. It's going to be a great year on top of that. Let's see if we can get any more scores coming up here. Let's see. Made Mead Creek takes down Conroe 35 to 22. Let me put that in our scoreboard. Oh, Robert's calling us. Hello? Hello, Ashley. Hold on a second. Okay. Robert? Yes. Hello? Yes. Hey, Hello. how Hello. are you? Fantastic. How are you tonight? I am good. Thanks for calling in. A huge night in the Houston area. Um, what were some of the games that you were watching tonight, Robert? And uh, what were some of the things that you saw around the greater Houston area for high school football tonight? Well, a wild one. Um, I'm not sure what you've touched on yet, but uh, Travis and Hightower, wild one. Um, two Fort Bend County teams, Fort Bend ISD teams, actually playing um, at Alvin ISD Stadium tonight um, due to some issues with Hall Stadium that are being uh, renovation issues. Uh, and a wild, wild game. Hightower scores um, with about two minutes to go to make it 35-34. Hightower goes for two, and the two-point conversion, no good. So Travis uh, holds on. Um, another huge night from quarterback Stephen, or excuse me, Eric Rodriguez. He had a big season last year for uh, the Travis Tigers, and uh, with his wide receivers, um, especially Parker Washington, is always one to keep an eye on. A big night for Travis and uh, Rodriguez and holding on to that win over Fort Bend, um, another Fort Bend ISD 
arrival, if you will, in, in Hightower. That was certainly one that caught my attention. I love it. I mean, we had some, there's been some nail biters across all of Texas. Um, Houston is going to have such a good season this year. I mean, last night you had that big upset, well, what I think is an upset, with Katie versus the state defending championships, North championship team, North Shore. Um, not only that, but Fort Ben Marshall played last night. How did that Thursday look across, across Houston? Well, no question. Obviously, you have to start uh, by talking about that Katie game. And first of all, what an unbelievable job by Katie. Most teams, when you're down 14 points at halftime to the defending state champion, it's hard not to let doubt creep into your mind. It's going to be really tough to come back and win. Katie did not do that. Uh, came back, cut the cut the deficit to 21-14 in the third quarter, and then a little luck, a little fortune on the ensuing kickoff. Um, after a Hoff touchdown run, ball pops loose, ball's on the ground, Katie recovers it, that leads to a field goal. All of a sudden, you go from being down 14 points to down four. It's 21-17 going to the fourth quarter, and then an unbelievable drive by Katie uh, midway through the fourth quarter, uh, capped off on fourth down. It doesn't get much better than that. Fourth down uh, touchdown pass from Bronson McClellan to Sam Dunn, I believe it was, and just like that wow you know the defending state champions a team that i think we all thought would uh potentially have a chance to go 16 and 0 once again uh already finds itself with a loss um week one so really hats off to katie unbelievable katie, unbelievable katie performance didn't last night twice again to, to north shore like they did last season <laughs> exactly exactly and you know you don't want to start looking ahead but uh, we all know that potentially uh, that rematch uh, awaits in the third round of the playoffs again. Uh, it seems like every year those two teams meet in the playoffs, and it's always a treat, and it's uh, you know almost always the game of the year in the Houston area. Are there any games other than the Katie versus North Shore games? Are there any games or are there any players that have kind of surprised you in this week one as it's starting to wrap up? Well, I'll tell you, uh, one of the teams uh, that caught my eye tonight and and was New Caney. And New Caney has a lot of a lot of returning starters back um, from a team that, that was pretty dang good last year. And tonight, you know, you want to talk about one player. I'll, I'll give you five. The offensive line at New Caney. In our highlights that you'll see tomorrow on Inside High School Sports on KHLU 11, you have to look for the holes that the running backs and the quarterback Zion Childress had to run through. These were unbelievable holes. I think three of the four touchdowns New Caney scored, the the runner was untouched. It was just a great work by the offensive line from New Caney. And if, if that offensive line can block like that all season long, it's going to make life really easy for uh, quarterback Zion Childress to get the ball to his weapons, and that team is definitely an eye to a team to keep an eye on um, all season long in Class Five A. And so, what are some of the games that everyone can see tomorrow on Chevrolet's Inside High School Sports at 8:30 a.m. on KHOU 11? Well, we t uh, we touched on a couple already from tonight. Um, obviously, the Travis Hightower game. What a shootout there! Uh, Tomball and Tomball Memorial got a late start. Uh, due to some lightning up there, up there at Tomball ISD Stadium, uh, but Tomball Memorial came out uh, with a fast start and um, looking good in that one. Uh, let's see, kind of running down the rest of our games. Um, 
we, you mentioned Fort Ben Marshall and Eisenhower last night, obviously Katie and North shore Lamar at Westfield. What a defensive struggle. Um, you know, two great defenses maybe you know, historically two of the best defensive programs in the, in the greater Houston area. And both of those defenses stepped up last night. It was a zero zero game going to the fourth quarter. And the first touchdown of the game was a result, um, points off turnovers, uh, Westfield forced a fumble uh, deep in Lamar's end, and the offense, the Westfield offense, was able to cash that into points. And Westfield ends up winning that game, fourteen to nothing. Uh, and then another game that we had our eye on, um, Alvin at Stratford. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see next week's show, um, not tomorrow, but in next week's show, a Chevy spotlight on the Alvin Yellow Jackets coach Tim Takel, uh, a familiar face in the Greater Houston area. He spent so long at Rosenberg Terry and and really built that program into something really solid and then left to go be an assistant on the staff at the university of Houston. And now he's back in the high school ranks, uh, taking over an Alvin program that has struggled in recent years, but it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do there. So we had a um, crew out last night out at Tully stadium as Alvin took on Stratford Stratford won that game 28, nothing. Um, and Stratford looking to have looking to have a little bit of a bounce back season um, after perhaps a disappointing season last year. So uh, that and then I guess the one game we haven't touched on, and I know you're going to touch on this a little bit in the next segment, but Atascosita, Katie Taylor tonight, yes. um, a really cool story with Katie Taylor, and I will save that for you. But <laughs> Atascosita, Atascosita looked really really good tonight. Mm-hmm. Quarterback Bryce Matthews threw for three touchdowns. Rust for two more, and that's another team. I was talking about the returning starters New Caney has. Look out for Atascacita. Everybody wants to make it Katie and North Shore. Well, Atascacita plays Katie next week, and Atascacita does not want to uh, get left out in the cold of this conversation. That is a really good football team, and Atascacita made a statement tonight. Uh, you have one of the area's top wide receivers on that team, Dylan Robinson, who's headed to the University of Houston next year, and uh, – that's that's going to be an interesting team to watch, and, and that's going to be a really fun game to keep an eye on next week, Atascacita uh, at Katy, and that's at um, Turner Field, I believe, um, up there in Humble. I mean, Atascacita last year looked really good, but we're going to go back to Katie Taylor in this next segment that we have coming up, a special guest that got to be a honorary captain at Katie Taylor when we come back on the fifth quarter. Don't forget to catch our extended coverage of the high school football season each week on The Warm-Up, presented by your local Houston area GEICO agents. We will get you ready for all the action this Thursday on all our social media outlets. Welcome back to the fifth quarter. I'm on the phone right now with Rachel Jones-Locke and her son, Tyler Codur. How are y'all doing tonight? We're doing great. I'm doing I'm doing, I love it. So kind of give us a little bit of background about you guys. Um, y'all have a big message that you're trying to get out there to the public and to the world, but kind of tell us about y'all's journey that you've had um, for almost a little bit over a year now. It hasn't quite been a year. So um, this coming Thanksgiving will be one year. Um, I got burnt on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, um, so the, he was involved in a gas can explosion on Thanksgiving of 2018, and he was burned nearly. He was burned nearly 90% of his body 
Um, thankfully, after uh, transferring twice hospitals, you know, we got into Shriners and Galveston, which is like the best burn hospital for pediatrics in the world. And nobody knows about it, which I want a lot more people to know about that's, Shriners. That's one of the things, that's one of the messages we're trying to get out there is spread the knowledge about Shriners. that uh, resource and also preventative measures about preventing this kind of situation and, you know, how to, you know, interact with kids or adults that have gone through this and they might look different or, you know, really it's just like anybody else. Um, Tyler welcomes people to ask him questions. And yeah, don't be scared to ask questions because that's how you learn more about things and 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 figure out, you know, what to be careful about and what not to. And how have you kind of overcome that? I know that you had to kind of relearn how to use your body in a lot of senses. A lot of senses. How did? How have you worked to overcome that since that just horrific accident? Well, see, this is the way I think about it. I think. Um, I got burnt and I mean, it's obviously a big deal, but I try to think of it like it's not a big deal and I just go through it, you know, get it, get it over with. One step at a time. One, okay. Well, I just get it over with and goes and try to, you know, put as much effort as I can into it. And as his mom, Rachel, um, you know, how have you had to just really keep motivating Tyler and be there for him. And I, I know this is a hard situation. I know that's a hard situation as a parent to have to go through as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's been really rough and especially like some of, some of those images, especially from the beginning, like I won't forget because I, I, I was involved in everything from tub room when he's cleaned down um, to staple removal to wound care, wrapping him, like I was there all the time, I was involved in every step of the way because I knew I was going to have to be taking care of him, but you just kind of have to compartmentalize and I kind of had to go into it almost like a nurse mode um, sometimes to get through it. Otherwise, I would have just broken down and I wouldn't have been able to mentally handle it. Um, now things are slowing down and you know retrospectively and you know tyler is doing so well and and that's what makes it all <laughs> just worth it he really inspires so many people and he inspires me to keep pushing him and you know he has such a personality <laughs> i can tell from being on the phone with you guys he seems to have a pretty big personality He's very, very um, annoying. No, he's not Definitely annoying. Not. He's he's got his way, and uh, I, you know, I encourage that with him because I think that's been a big part of him being able to recover. Is there are certain things he wants to do it a certain way, and if that's what it takes to get him to conquer that hurdle, then let's do it you know and another thing we have to deal with is like um my since my skin's all in like repair mode mm -hmm. like it's always like tightening up so i have to always stretch and these blisters come up and new skin grows and we have to be careful about infections 
Yeah. But stretching is the most important part because if I don't stretch, then I'll get contractures and I won't be able to move as much. And he's still continuing to have surgeries. He has another surgery coming up in October. Um, to work on his hands and some laser treatment for the scarring on his face and um, as he grows and gets older and the scars mature he'll have more and more surgeries so it's it's not done you know he'll he'll be be an ongoing ordeal but um I can see that big personality. I can tell that big personality over the phone, definitely. Yes. Okay, so yes. tonight and the tonight and a little bit of yesterday from what I saw on social media, you got to do something kind of cool, Tyler. So talk to us about um, what you did on your Friday night. Tonight, what you did? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So Taylor Varsity, okay, my brain doesn't work. Okay, but I got to lead the Taylor Varsity team onto the field and um, I made some friends and stuff. And, yeah. he, he got to hang out with the varsity team in the locker room and he got to be a part of the coin toss and um, do, he basically joined the captains of the team and everything that they do. So he walked out there, did the coin toss, shook the other team's hands, and then he got to lead them out uh, through the tunnel and bust through the, you know, the paper that they make and, um, hand in hand with the rest of the team and hang out on the sidelines the whole time. Uh, it has something to say. Okay. This has nothing to do with anything, but um, I like doodles. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. You're fine. <laughs> he's in rare form. I think he's on cloud nine right now because it was really <laughs> such a cool experience. They gave him a jersey. Um, he said he got to wear a jersey out there and they told him he could keep it and they've invited him back they want him to come to uh, pep rallies and he'll be eventually going back to the campus for schooling um this is they want me on the first but it's it's really neat for them to be like just so and surrounding him with comfort and love and support and motivation and helping him kind of feel like a regular kid, you know, because that's uh, one of the hard things that's... So basically what I did is I um, I worked through time and glitched out once. Um, so... <laughs> My last question. That's so cool. Um, I love, I love when high school football can bring communities and people, and you know, big bring bigger messages to the people around. Um, and one thing that I thought was really cool with y'all's story and Katie Taylor doing this is the fact that you guys are kind of getting to help raise awareness for not only Tyler's situation, as in saying, you know people who have gone through this like there's still people there's still people that you can come and talk to there are people that you know just because they look a little bit different um are still human beings so don't judge them by the outside like befriend them for the people that they are on the inside um so what are some of the things that you guys want to know and you know being a part of uh, not only tonight but in the future as you're going to keep being involved with katie taylor football um how are y'all going to kind of spread the message of awareness and what is exact that exact message that you guys want to spread there okay tyler tyler wants to take take the mic go ahead 
Okay, so don't give up no matter what you're going through because no matter what you're going through, you can always overcome it. Yeah. I love that, Tyler. Thank you. There's also a program that Shriners Hospital in Galveston does. It's called Hashtag Cut the Bull, and it's basically an anti-bullying program. And I'm working with um, Shriners to bring that program to some of the local schools out here, and it focuses on not bullying or picking on somebody based on how they look or if they might have, um, you know, a special apparatus they have to wear or a prosthetic or if they have you know, burn scars, like, like these burn patients, you know, so, um, really trying to bring that out here, um, locally and really get that message out because even him hanging out with his friends that he's known for a long time, it can be, um, it can be awkward because they don't, I love you too, because they don't know what to say or if they can look at him. And so I think, like, um, just kind of introducing it out there and telling them, like, hey, this is what happened. This, this is what I look like. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. And, you know, I'm just like you. I'm just another kid doing my thing. So. Well, I love that. And thank you guys both so much for joining me on the fifth quarter. Um, it was such a pleasure to have y'all and get to hear a little bit more about your story. Um, and I sure. hope you guys, uh, I hope you guys have a great night and keep spreading the word and the message. Hashtag cut the bull. Uh, I will be following along with what you guys have to say and your yeah. story as you're going forward. Thank you so much. And if anybody wants to follow his story and his journey, um, you can find us on Facebook. He has a page. It's called hashtag Tyler Strong. Um, and feel free to join. And um, any questions for anybody, we're here. You know, we're here to help. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the fifth quarter. We'll be right back. Watch Inside High School Sports to catch this week's Chevy Spotlight, brought to you by your Houston area Chevy dealers. Visit your nearest Chevy dealer to test drive their award-winning products. Welcome back to the fifth quarter. I have high school football insider Matt Harris on the phone with me. Matt, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thank you. It's getting a little late, but I love good high school football, and that is what we have seen from the past couple days down in or here in Houston. Um, you know, so let's first start touching on Katie Northshore. I don't think anybody expected Katie that was down 14 to zero at the half. I don't think anybody expected them to make that kind of comeback. What did you see from that game? Uh, I think the biggest thing was Katie rarely gets out coached. Mm -hmm. um, they've got one of the best coaches, if not the greatest coach to do it in Texas high school football history. And they rarely get to the chance to be an underdog. They're favored in almost every game. They've won districts 14 in the last 15 years. So, they're an underdog maybe once in a season, if that. And so they really relished the chance to go and lose the North Shore twice last year and to come back and to be able to avenge those two losses on the road on ESPN against the number two team in the nation. And they came in and they simply outplayed North Shore. Um, you look to the second half, I believe North Shore was up 21-7 at half. And you look at the second half, Katie comes out and they amass – 
uh, 170 yards of offense before North Shore could even get into positive yardage for that half. Uh, there, there was a, a screen grab of the uh, ESPN graphic going around today that um, Katie had 171 something yards of of offense in that second half to North Shore's negative six at that point in the game. So I think North Shore missed wide receiver Shadrick Banks a little bit. He's very explosive and helps take off some of that pressure off of Zach Evans. So that way Evans doesn't have to do it all, but they also just kind of wilted in that second half and, and Katie took advantage of it. I mean, Katie's definitely always one and they play a Tascacita who's another absolutely big dog in the Houston area. It's going to be a really interesting week next week um, to see if they can come back and keep the momentum going. But another game I want to touch on with you is the Fort Bend Marshall Eisenhower game. I mean, we haven't gotten to talk about Fort Bend Marshall. They had a just absolutely crusher last year against Alito in that final game of the season. They're looking to come back and they've told me that they want to win state. But what were you seeing from them in their opener? Yes, yeah, so they remind me of North Shore and the fact that they bring back a ton of key guys from last year's squad who are Division One guys, guys like Avery Helm on defense, Malik Cornsby and Devonna Chain on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're a very talented squad. Um, one thing I noticed last year that they did a lot was they, they had a lot of blowouts, a lot of games where they got up to 40, 50, or 60 points against lesser opponents. This game was only 32-9, to nine, but they did pull the starters after, I, I think, sometime in the late third quarter um I, I didn't get to watch that one live but uh i think that marshall's reloaded and they're ready to make another run at state and the last game that we are going to touch on tonight is we brought it up in the first segment of the fifth quarter dickinson versus george Rance. they won 51 to 14 tonight um but you actually got to watch this game Give me a little bit of what did you see from that Dickinson team? How do the Gators look so, or how do the Gators look in this opening game of the season? They were dominant on both sides of the ball. George Ranch came out on the first play of the game, scored an 80-yard touchdown, so Dickinson got punched in the mouth early a little bit, but they came back nicely uh, and obviously finished the game outside of that first. 10 seconds on a 51 to seven run against a George ranch team who is maybe not quite as talented as Dickinson. Who's one of the best teams in the area, but still a very good team. Uh, Mike Welch came off a season last year where he was second team all state at quarterback and he looked phenomenal again. So I expect Dickinson to go up to Allen next week and that's going to be a very good game uh, and a great litmus test for the Gators to see where they're at and where they could potentially stack up against some of the top teams in the Houston area, because they've got, arguably the toughest road uh, in in Texas and maybe in the nation having to go through the the teams that they'll have to play rounds one through six. And you're going to be at that game next week. You and Ryan are going to be at that game next week, live tweeting from the IHSS Houston account, right? Yes, ma'am. We'll be at Allen Eagle Stadium up in DFW. Uh, for Dickinson and Allen next week. It's going to be a great time. We're super excited to see that game. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for joining us here on the fifth quarter. You can Anytime. Catch, thank you. You can catch all of the action from these games on Thursday and Friday. Tomorrow on KHOU 11 at 8.30 a.m. Hosted by Matt Meisel. I'm Ashley Blinkton. And thank you so much for watching the fifth quarter.